Welcome to the Renew Church Podcast, a conversation where we have honest, authentic conversations around Jesus, his mission. Uh, and today in the studio, I am joined with our co-host and very good friend, Pastor Andrew Wood. Last week, I, I much to my chagrin, yeah. introduced you as guest. It hurt a lot. I, I, all week I was are, questioning, am I a guest? This is a one-time appearance. No. I thought we were in this together, and then I we're felt in like this we together. were not. This is like our thing. We're production, execution, we direct it. And write the show. These are our credits. Yeah, you are not co-host, or you are co-host. You are not <laughs> guest. Anyway, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I'm so happy that you guys joined us um, today. We have uh, some some fun conversations. Uh, I think about you know uh, right now, time of filming this. This is Sunday during the COVID crisis. We just got done live streaming our our Sunday service, and uh, we thought let's just uh, jump into some conversations about Jesus. Yeah. What better time to do that? So, um, but I want to know first how you have been managing. How are you, how are you doing? How am I a doing? Person. Yeah, I just want to check in. Well, this week differently than last week. How how have I been managing? I feel like um, I feel like we've had a couple longer days. Yeah, that are exhausting. Like I was here from four thirty until eleven thirty last night, and then got here at six thirty this morning. So I'm like feeling like yeah. by the time we're doing this, I'm feeling toast. Yeah. But like we said last week, we talked about Sabbath rest. Tomorrow is just going to be straight off. day off, not sending any content out, not doing anything, yeah. trying to stay off devices and stuff like that. So that's when I'll get yeah. filled up. So in that respect, I'm feeling I'm feeling like worn out right now. But I feel like it'll it'll all come around. Yeah, it'll be it'll be restful. And, and I'm and I'm encouraged by all this. I'm yeah. encouraged by I'm like slightly. I have to stay off social media because I feel like when I'm on social media, I'm I'm getting annoyed at the um, just the amount of you know, annoying things that, that people are saying over and over again. The anxiety climbs. You know what I hate yeah. about social media right now? What's that? Is meme stealing. Okay. Uh-huh. Don't see a good meme and then pretend like it's yours. Hmm. You know? Like, Do you have an example of that? Yeah. Like, well, so like I saw a meme that was like, uh, you know, homeschooling hasn't been going great. You know, day one. My ch- my four year old's expelled. My you know twelve year old oh, is, so is, is in detention, yeah. and the teacher got fired for drinking on the job, mm. which is funny. But I saw people posting it as like their comment on a real thing, and I was kind of like, get your own joke, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah I feel like, that. Like we've seen the meme. I so, feel that. Anyway, yeah. that's just my that's just my little hot take about internet meme that's protocol. That's pretty hot. That's pretty hot. <laughs> Anyway, well, uh, one of the things that has been a new reality for, for you and for I, for I, for me, is I like to work uh, from, from Starbucks. That's my, that's my go-to mm-hmm, place. Mm-hmm. I, I like being around people and, more importantly, away from my kids. Yeah. Uh, not because I don't love them, but because it's really hard to get stuff done when you're... I have four children. Yeah, and, and my op, my at-home office... Is has a uh, like a glass door that can't lock, mm. and so it's just kind of a free for all. You know, they see dad in there working, and they just come in, and you can't be mad at them. They just want to hang out with dad, but right, it's yeah, tough. and you're so cool that <laughs> yeah, I want to hang out with you. So <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's about, it's more it's more stuff like dad. This thing is my 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 cape got caught in my scooter wheel. <laughs> True story. <laughs> I had to spend five minutes de, de, uh, un- detangling yeah, yeah. Uh, my son's uh, Darth Vader cape from his scooter wheels because he was going around dressed as Darth Vader in the basement. It was pretty. It was, yeah, it sounds like 
sounds like I would want to be friends with your son. I felt like a hero. Yeah. yeah. He's well, you a do. hero. Ben, your son's a hero. Ben's the man. Yeah. And he'll correct you, too, if you, like, say the wrong character, like, whoever he's being at the time. Hmm. He'll correct you for, about it if you get it wrong. Right. You know? Like, he was dressed up in most of the Darth Vader stuff, but he was actually a ninja, and I said, hey, Darth, and he's like, I'm a ninja. Uh, so, anyway. So, working from home is, is hard. Have you, have you found that to be the case, or...? I have found that to be the case. Yeah. I have. I, I, love, I love being home. I don't love having to work at home. And part of that's because if I'm home, I just want to be home. Yeah. Um, part of that is like we don't, we don't have even a basement space with a door that's glass. Right. Um, the house we're living in right now, my workspace is either FaceTiming on my bed while my daughter and wife are in the kitchen living room oh, or, or having a conversation or trying to do work on the couch while my, my daughter's air. climbing on me or, you know, banging on something or whatever. Yeah. There's yeah. no, like there's no designated close the door space. I see. And so I'm having a hard time getting things done at home, which we have the luxury. At least I do. I have an office here so I can come here for like right. silence and whatever for, to get stuff done. But then, yeah. you know, we're also here a lot for doing this kind of stuff. So yeah. it's a challenge right now getting stuff done. I used to be able to go to the Starbucks just like you yeah. for a couple hours. Or, I'd walk there and get stuff done there. So. Shout out Monogram Coffee in, in Galt in Cambridge. Mm. Monogram Coffee, third wave. They're awesome. Yeah, they just are. I've been there. When, yeah, that's good. Anyway, so yeah. when, when we're allowed to go to coffee shops again, make sure you make your way out to Cambridge. Yeah, we should just do this there. We could. They they probably yeah. let us do it. It'd be yeah. fun. Yeah, I think I think that though the working from home thing is kind of a new reality for a lot of people. Uh, and I was I was kind of you know I was thinking about what tips I have yeah. to you know to ensure successful uh, work from home things. And one of them that I think has actually worked really well is Austin and I, my wife Austin, we had a conversation about it. Like, hey. We need to have like that, like this is my work time and this is my, you know, not work time, you know, mm-hmm. and it kind of helped us to kind of designate it because there's often the temptation to, uh, because, you know, I'm home or, or whatever the other parent, so like they can cover their normal parenting duties. And we just found that to be really, really challenging. Hmm. And so we kind of set up work time and, and not work time. So what I did is I assumed my kids schedule. Okay. So in other words, I work when they start their schoolwork or when they're doing, uh, we give them some screen time every day. So when they're doing those kind of quieter activities, that's when I'm working. And when they're playing, when they're doing other things, I am taking breaks. And, uh, and if I need to finish stuff up, I do it after they go to bed. So, that's wise. Yeah. It's that's just, helpful. It's just better for us to kind of get into the rhythm that already is working. Because then you don't feel like you're robbing from your kid's desire for daddy time. Yeah, why fight it? Work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like my kids want to play Lego and tickle fight and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Austin sometimes she she like, you know, bring me tea and stuff, so that's very encouraged. That's really nice. She brought me tea and a sandwich the other day. Wow. And that was pretty. Yeah. She's yeah. pretty awesome. That is awesome. We should actually. call this the Eric shouting out his awesome wife podcast. Yeah, we should. Where we have honest and authentic conversations around Austin and her greatness. Yeah, we should. That we, would help you. We could do Brownie points. Yeah. She doesn't listen to these, though, so that's... I wouldn't if I was married to you. Does, does Ashton... I can't imagine. She, she, she <laughs> did, but I think she listened to the last one, but I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know which mindset she's listening with. Yeah. If, if, if I was her listening to me, I would listen with the mindset of, like, let me 
make sure I help you not say as dumb stuff in the future. Yeah. Ashton helps me with that a lot. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. But not, there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were, we were, we were talking before the show. Uh, we were talking about some interesting ways that we've seen people, uh, some things that people have been doing, you know, and uh, you know, amidst the, the new reality. And uh, you had a cool example uh, you and Ashton actually had a cool example of something somebody was doing, sort of entrepreneurial yeah. and a really creative idea. Why don't you tell we us We did. About it? Well, Ashton, so Ashton finds this stuff all the time. She's really good at that. And um, she, was on, she was on Facebook, and she found that there was a florist with a greenhouse yeah. who they normally would have sold all their flowers to some store or something, uh, and they couldn't do that because wherever they would have sold to is not selling the flowers. So instead, they set up in their garage... And they're kind of out in the middle of nowhere, like Burlington, up Derry Road, somewhere up that way. So yeah. they're qu- quite far out. But they set up in their garage, basically just like bins and bins and bins of bouquets of flowers and different plants and stuff like that. Yeah. And they would replenish it. But they had like kind of like a drive-in service where you drive, you pull into their driveway and you get out and it's like $5 for a bouquet of flowers. And then you just put the five bucks in like this bin for however many flowers that you buy. Yeah. And so there's no contact and it's just one family at a time going in, paying for their flowers, taking their flowers and leaving. And so we ended up getting, I don't know, eight bouquets of flowers and we're able to kind of give some away as like, you know, nice little gifts and keep some. We've got one here on the set. Featured on our live stream. Featured on our set. Yeah. And it was just a really creative business idea. It was a really creative way to still, you know, practice business. And we we sat in our car for about 20 minutes in line and then when we left, the line was twice as long. So That's people amazing. were there for, you know, probably sitting there for 20 to 30 minutes waiting to just get these really nice flowers that they probably couldn't have I found other places. Idea. So, yeah, we still like to have fresh flowers in our houses and stuff like that. And yeah. this was a safe, socially distanced way of, of doing that. I thought it was yeah. so creative and thoughtful. I want, yeah. I, wouldn't it be, like, awesome if, like, this whole thing just exploded with little entrepreneurial projects like that? I think, I think it be, is. I think it will, too. I think people are seeing a different way to do commerce and business. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it's actually going to help them think about kind of new revenue streams and just a way to get the product. It's forcing us to be creative in, yeah. in you know, the quote-unquote business we're a part of, which yeah. isn't a business, but how to do church, how to do community yeah. and stuff like that, and how to teach and stuff like that. So it's definitely making everybody think outside the box, and I think it's a good thing. Yeah. I do, too. I, I think, you know, uh, what do they say? Necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. Isn't that a quote? Yeah, you made that meme up, didn't you? No, I don't. I think that's really old. Oh. That's, yeah. But I, I'll take credit. You should. Because, you know, I'm a huge fan of people who take credit for other people's stuff. Yeah. So I, I, I do think it's cool. And I've seen a lot of other things. We, we were talking about somebody, uh, Jake Sawaski was telling me about somebody at our church who was doing, like, food and, you know, like, cooking food. And I don't, I don't know all yeah, the details. Yeah, they're normally a photographer. And, yeah. And um, that's not a thing right now for them. And so instead they were, you know, baked or cooked a bunch of big thing of, uh, I think it was like bolognese sauce or something like that. That sounds great. And we're, you know, selling it to friends and family on Facebook or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's so smart. Make Cafe is another example. Yeah. Make Cafe connected to the Milton campus. They um, they offered soup deliveries and they thought they'd get five, six, seven people who are in need or whatever. And all of a sudden it's become like, there's, you know, getting sometimes 30, 40 orders a day of soup and they're delivering it. And I, I could imagine they're learning some things that are good about that and some things that are not great yeah. about that. But they are still providing yeah. their same service to their customer base in a new and unique way. Yeah. And we just had some of their chili for lunch. So good. And it was so good. Like, it was so good. And yeah. so, yeah, they're still doing good work really and good. serving the community in different ways. So I think it's yeah. cool. 
Yeah, Make Cafe. That was the first thing I've had from them, I think. So that was good. There you go. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. They're Renew Strong. Yeah, Love they are. Um, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Getting creative, all that kind of stuff. Uh, another thing I, I, I noticed um, is that if any of you guys listening are, are gamers, uh, um, we were talking to somebody and they were saying that Discord has now kind of become a platform for online interface for meetings and stuff like that, okay. which is hilarious to me because it used to be the thing that you play Call of Duty with your friends so that you could yell at each other and, you know, sc- scream at the internet. Right. Through your Discord server, and now it's like a, a youth. So, mom, you're well wherever you are. You're welcome for us video game nerds who are developing apps and tools for people to use to get us through this time. The video game world is has provided something useful. Well, they've been leading the way in online community for years. Years. Like- you know, and everybody thought it was fake. I know. Everyone thought it was uh, fake or they thought it was so silly. They thought it yeah. was in the past. They thought, you know, the, even your like friends the online on the internet aren't real. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like everyone's like, hey, can we use your stuff so we can be friends with people without being able to hang out with them? And they're like, yeah, man. And 13 million World of Warcraft nerds rejoiced. They did. Yeah, thank you, World, World of, of Warcraft, Warcraft nerds. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Springer. Shout out Chris Springer. He, he won't is. listen to this either. He got me into World of Warcraft okay. way back in the day. Well, today, uh, I just thought it would be cool if we um, talked about something. You know, this podcast is all about uh, about Jesus, you know? Like, we're pretty big fans of, of his work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan of his work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge piece of work of, you know, like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was a, a product joke. of his work. Yeah, that was, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. A piece of work. That's actually anyway, yeah. Um, so... We wanted to just talk about one of the, the, the biggest kind of concepts in the scriptures is the Great Commission, right? Yep. Matthew 28, 19, and 20. And um, that in this season, I've seen a lot of people talking about the Great Commission, our purpose as a church, and kind of reevaluating this because, you know, as a church, we can't meet. And so the thing that we were most identified with, probably, socially at least, mm-hmm. is, is Sunday morning worship services, you know, you know, pews in a, in a pulpit and that kind of thing, whatever it looks like for your church. But that's kind of what the Christian life has been about. It's like you kind of do your week and then on Sunday you go to church and that's what identifies you as a Christian. And um, this has caused us to really rethink that. I think that's a really healthy thing. So uh, just, just to kind of um, revisit the text, you know, Matthew 28, 19, 20 says, you know, that, that uh, our purpose is to go into the world and, and baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, making disciples, mm-hmm. teaching them to obey all that he commands, right? And that, you know, then with the promise of surely I'll be with you forever, right? Until the end of the age, mm-hmm. that's what he says. And I was just thinking about how cool it is as we've been getting creative with our business model and our revenue streams yeah. and the way that we're connecting socially. How is the Great Commission affected in this current situation this yeah. this current reality yeah do you have any any takes off the top yeah well i was thinking like there's there's a lot of people out there who have produced really good videos or podcasts or content yeah. about the great commission or um that is in order to accomplish the great commission i.e great videos that clearly share the gospel or define right. the gospel really well shot sound great look great, et cetera et cetera yeah so there's acts people and we all have access to them on youtube on wherever Right. But I was thinking, like, man, the, the call is 
is, is for me as a disciple of yeah. Jesus to go and make a disciple of Jesus. And um, even though there's like better production value things out there that can tell people what the gospel is and teach them to obey, quote yeah. unquote, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm still called to do that myself as an individual disciple of Jesus. And that's probably done most effectively still by me to my friend or my peer or my family member right. than it is, uh, you know, Someone hoping else. that they catch some other church's live stream or they see that content I reposted. And so, like, we're in a season where it is it's more acceptable to be reposting and sharing all sorts of good content and good stuff. And that could be a means to people hearing the gospel clearly and, and potentially even considering it in their heart and responding to it. But um, it, it shouldn't take the responsibility off of us. Yeah. And I think, I think as a church, what we've done a poor job of is we've, we've placed the responsibility of disciple making and baptizing and teaching to obey on the pastors. Right. And we as a lay people are just being taught to obey. Yeah. And I think what we're going to probably see is we're going to see a, a, that look similarly online where it's like it's still the job of the content producers to do the teaching and obeying. Yeah. And I think maybe the consideration in the season is that, is that no, it, does, it hasn't changed. As a disciple, I'm the disciple maker, right. and I'm called to that. And so what does it not just look like for me to share a live stream, which is good, but what does yeah. it actually look like for me to take some time to think about how I can uniquely, creatively, and thoughtfully be on mission, doing the Great Commission um, online, yeah, personally, to my friends and neighbors. Yeah, and I, I, I think, too, yeah, I mean, I agree with what you said. That that's the, the opportunities that we have are different, but the purpose and the, and the calling is the same, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, the mode in which those things are delivered, I think, changes, but, um, you know, those things are never changed, which is cool. And, and I, I always remind people, as a pastor... Uh, so if you're listening to this, he- hear me as a pastor just saying that, you know, I take very seriously uh, the Ephesians passage that says that, you know, pastors were given to the church to train the church for the work of the ministry, mm-hmm. right? Ephesians 4, right? I think, I don't know, somewhere around there. I'm not really great with the passages, but yeah, I mean, the idea is that as a pastor, my, my job is really just to equip people to, to share their, their, their faith, their belief in who Jesus is, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and that, that that's kind of our, our purpose. My job is not to, to lead your friend to Jesus. Your, your job is to lead your friend to Jesus. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I think sometimes we, we fall into that habit, uh, really a lot, you know, yeah. as, as church goers, right. Um, you know, cause as a member of the church, I'm still doing those things cause I still have the, the right. personal responsibility. But anyway, it's just interesting to, to think about, uh, the church in that way. What are some ways that um, that you see as as potential? Like there are some negatives to this, yeah. right? The fact that we we can't gather. Um, what are what are some of the negatives that you've seen, uh, or maybe the dangers that you've seen, um, just in amidst this new current reality uh, for the church? Yeah. Um, hmm. I, I I was thinking about um, just the the church's presence on social media has has grown just because everyone's presence on social media has grown. Yeah. Um, but what that also means is that the propensity to share stuff that actually hurts our testimony mm. compared to helping our testimony is greater because we're sharing more. Yeah. We're saying more, we're, we're taking more, you know, we're, we're taking more sides on certain issues We're mm. we're, you know, we can be a little bit aggressive in the things we're posting and how we're communicating certain things. 
we're you know paying attention. We're all paying attention to politics because we're all like, how is the government going to help us get through this yeah. kind of thing? But but then you know we might be blurring the lines between you know our our spiritual commitments and our worldview um, yeah. as a Jesus follower, and then our you know commitments to our nation and our and our worldview as a as a person as a part of a you know a nation a yeah. our citizenship I guess right. our, our worldly citizenship. So blurring those lines I think can be a little bit of a yeah. a danger for us, and then just over oversharing or over communicating can actually it can kind of get like, it can kind of get obnoxious and annoying a little yeah. bit and i don't know about you i feel that way um when i'm seeing stuff and maybe people feel that way about me i'm, I'm not sure yeah. but the reality is like you know we could be hurting our testimony by by yeah. oversharing and, and being overly active with you know mm. not super positive helpful kind nice yeah generous content on that we're producing or sharing do you think it's important to to kind of contextual because the live stream thing is great, but like in our current reality, it's kind of like you're standing on the street doing church, yep. right? And so like anybody can click on and anybody can watch and anybody can. And so you don't have as much context. Like as a, as a teacher of the Bible, you know, you, you can safely assume that people who come to my service are at least interested in hearing what I, what right. I have to say about the scripture, you know, or, or yeah. what the scripture has to say to our world. And so, and now do you think it's important for us to maybe, um, adjust the way that we're presenting ourselves as the church and maybe not have so much like insider talk or, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was I mean? actually just thinking about that. Um, I think one of the things that, and I don't want to toot our horn, but I'll toot it. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we've done well and we've gotten good feedback on is the pre and post service live stream stuff that we've been doing, yeah. which is basically like we're being ourselves. We're making the jokes we would make, and some people have been offended by a few of them. <laughs> we're not trying to be offensive, but there's things like that's how I would talk. And yeah. and then the point of that is like we're real people. We're not trying to put on the show. We're not trying to be tidy and clean and perfect and prim and proper. Right. In the same way that at least at Renewed Church, we don't try to do that on Sunday morning. People usually think of church. They think, oh, you all show up, you dress up, you put on your perfect face, you put on, right. you know, your perfect clothes and everyone's perfect, right? And the reality is that Renewed Church, we don't act that way. We don't live right. that way at church. But when you're starting to produce stuff online that's going to stay there and that right. everyone can see, you can fall into the trap of like wanting to perfectly curate something or produce something that's so clean and you're super careful with what you say yeah. and whatever. And I think something that's really important is like you're still you. You're still yeah. a human, whether you're Don't. talking to a camera or you're talking to your friend, right? Yeah. You, you, you want to treat on them a show. the same way. Yeah. yeah, which is why I like this format because yeah. like I'm – I'm not being that scripted in what I'm saying, and I'm already cringing at things I've said earlier in this podcast. But <laughs> but but we're not retaking this. We're Honest not and authentic conversations. Yeah. Around you. yeah right. But I think doing that online too is is really important. Yeah. Show who you are. Be who you are. Be no different online yeah. than you would be in person. But at the same time, be like socially aware as much as you would be in person. You should be right. that online as well. Yeah. No. Kind of what you're saying. Yeah. It, it's yeah. It's, it's just you know. I'm just thinking about these things in real time. Really. It's like the 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 idea of, um, you know, I want I want Jesus to be represented well, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that, I mean, that kind of leads into a larger conversation about internet protocol and like the the way that we post no matter what the season is and what whatever you know like, if we you know if we have like, you know, I'm a Christ follower in my bio, and then we're posting certain things that maybe Jesus wouldn't agree with, like you know. Jesus probably doesn't agree with everything that Donald Trump says or that Justin Trudeau says or mm. that, you know, whoever. And and we sometimes can ascribe certain things in our representation of, of Christ on the internet 
that I think we need to be careful about. Yeah. You know? But I guess the other side of that, like we were just saying, is like don't, don't not be yourself. True. Right? Like, so don't not be yourself, but you should still be wise in the same way that you wouldn't walk into a room of people you don't really know that well and start spouting off crazy political views and saying really negative things about the leader of your nation, yeah. people would be annoyed by you. They'd be like, what is your, do- what is your deal? Yeah. If you're doing that on Facebook or whatever, like people are as annoyed, right? You yeah. have a couple people who are like, yeah, dude. And then the rest are like, yeah, don't, don't, maybe don't be so aggressive about it. So it's not yeah. like don't be yourself, right? And you can I have think, political views, but. Yeah. I think too, I mean, we're at a point now where like your presence on the internet is so common. And so like everybody kind of understands right. that those things are true, that you're, you're not always this, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's some freedom in that. Anyway. That's true. That's true. That's good. Yeah. That's I, I, I found it to be interesting. Um, I, I also want to talk to you about uh, not only just like the, the live stream, the internet presence, that kind of thing. How, how does our current situation affect our ability to actually make disciples? Like, what is it that you need to make a disciple? Yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody said this to me, I think it was like a year ago or so, and, and they were kind of talking about how um, the, the reason why you can't, it's really hard to be a Christian without the church because what you're doing as a Christian is you're learning how to follow the ways of Jesus, mm-hmm. but the ways of Jesus you're learning to follow are directly related to interpersonal communication and interaction, right? Like right. it's, you're not loving you know, if you, if you sit in a basement alone forever, like, how do you express love? How do you share love? You're not, yeah. you're not learning how to love without actually learning how to love people, real people in real time, yeah. in person, strangers and friends and family kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the challenge is, like, where are we learning to actually live this stuff out in real time? And, yeah. um, and then how do, like, maybe how, do, how are we trained to do it? The church is kind of supposed to be that. It's supposed to be a training right. ground for for learning to love people yeah. who are different than you in the context of like the kingdom of God and then going from there to actually apply that love to people who are kind of outside of that kind of already committed community doing that. And yeah. it, it's hard because you don't get that practice in person necessarily in the same way. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I always think too, like, you know, if, if like, if I'm called to make a disciple, you know, like, like that last part of the great commission to, to teach them to obey all of it that I, Jesus commands, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, that's that's one of those things that we're always sort of refining that. You know, that's always, it's like an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're always learning that stuff. And so in order to teach somebody everything that you commanded, that, that's like a, it's like a decades long commitment yeah. in some ways, <laughs> right? Know, I, I mean, or, or lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think that we look at disciple making that way. I think we sort of, I think we sort of feel like there's a, a minimum that you, you get to and then they're on their own or, or you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. That, that, um, and there's just also this like quantity aspect. You know, if you think about it, Jesus really only made 11 disciples, right? No. 
Well, sort of. I mean, like he invested uh, his time, his, his direct time. apostle, but <laughs> he made, I mean, he made thousands more. of followers, five thousand. You know, they <laughs> they're three thousand. They're, they're followers of Jesus, they're disciples. Sure. But yeah, I understand. But what only you're thousands. Okay, even yeah, yeah. even Jesus sure, sure, only sure. made thousands of disciples yeah, in person, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, you know. And so, okay. what's the the responsibility for us? Is is relatively small. The expectation is relatively small. The impact is really, really high. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think that that that's freeing in a lot of ways you know like you don't have to be you know some you know carl lentz kind of guy and influencing thousands and thousands and millions of people every week no you know uh you, you can you can just raise your kids right and love your neighbors yeah a good example of this is i there's somebody at our campus who recently called me and we had a good conversation but they're basically saying you know i got baptized last year a couple of years ago i forget when it was but they're like i've had a hard time like, I'm still having a hard time knowing how to read the Bible for myself and understanding it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, there's, there's that whole part. Like, there's the, there's the make disciples, i.e., you know, get people to follow Jesus because right. it's the best thing for them. And then there's the baptize piece, which we're all like, yeah, yeah of course, let's do First that. We can argue about it, but we should still and, yeah. do it somehow. Yeah. But then there's the, the teaching to obey is like, is a life thing. And part of that is like teaching basics like, hey, this is actually how you read the Bible more effectively. Yeah. And they've kind of been sitting by thinking like, is this pastor shepherd going to help me do what they're supposed to help me do? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's part of it. Yeah. And then how do we do that now? You know, that they're not showing up to church on Sunday morning necessarily. Yeah. Or do we have more opportunities to yeah. do that now than even before? I don't know. You know what I would love? If everybody listening, I would love you to, even if you don't call Renew Church Home, I would love you to reach out to your pastor and say, how can I be more effective as a disciple? Like, I never get asked, asked that question. Yeah, that's good. You know what I mean? That's good. Like, I never get asked, hey, I have this friend. I mean, occasionally I do, um, but, but hardly ever. Uh, you know, hey, I have this friend. Like, help me to be a disciple maker. Right. What I almost always get is, you know, hey, I want to invite my friend to this thing, what, you know, like, or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. like it's always, will you come and speak to my friend? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, I would love for us to, to, especially in this season, to be like involved in, in that to a certain degree. Like we want to help our church be disciple makers, you know, like that's what I feel like my calling, my job is. Uh, And we do that, you know, with our sermon, like that's part of it. Um, But, you know, I actually would, Take your phone call and like you know what I mean? answer your email and like yeah. you know what I mean. Do you have some examples? Because I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Yeah. If, if I was sitting in a listener's shoes right now, I might be like, I don't, even, I may not know even know What's what questions mean? to ask or what. Yeah. You, I'm, I'm relying on you to tell me what the things I need to get better at or know or understand or grow in in order to do that. Like, what are some examples of that's good questions we could be asking you uh, of how to be a better disciple maker or be discipled by you better. I don't know. Yeah, I mean like even 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 things like hey, uh, if I wanted to start a if I want to start a Bible study, where should I start? You know, or if I wanted to uh, if if my my friends kind of interested in this whole is there is there resources that I could point them to? Cuz there are, you know. Uh, I want to learn more about the Bible. Where 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 what are some reliable sources that yeah. I could go to? Um, stuff like that or or, hey, I'm trying to have a conversation with, uh, you know, they're from this background. You know, they come from a Muslim faith. How do I, how do I interact with them? And, and kind of, you know, like I, I tell, I, I have a, a friend who um, he, he comes from a Muslim background and we've been having really good, he also doesn't speak English. And so uh, yeah, he's actually getting really, really good. But we had like a whole, 
uh, gospel conversation over uh, Google Translate. That's awesome. Uh, which was really fun. It was like I would say something like, yeah. you know, like Jesus is blah, blah, you know, and then it would translate it into, uh, into his language and um, it was Farsi. And, and it was just cool. It was cool to, to kind of like interact that way. Yeah. There's like lots of things that we, um, you know, that we as pastors would love to, to resource our people with to make them better disciple makers. Yeah. And maybe to be fair to people, I'm feeling like as we're talking about this now, I'm thinking the, I think the trouble we have, or at least I have, I don't know about you, but I have, I, the trouble that I have, the struggle that I have is I see so much content out there. Like you should see my Facebook feed. You should see how many live churches are happening on my (laughs) Facebook feed. There's a million of them. So I'm, I'm literally looking at everything thinking there's so much of this out there. There's way too much. I don't want to add to it. I don't want to burden my people with telling them here, here's more things for you to read or more things to listen to or more videos yeah. to watch because I see all of it yeah. right? or not all of it, but so much of it. Cause that's my world. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the, the trouble is that I'm not thinking that their world's probably different. Like mm-hmm. their newsfeed may not be populated with the amount of content to, material yeah. that mine is. And it, you know, I think if, if I need some, you know, answers to some questions, philosophical questions, I know right. which YouTube pages to go to, to help satisfy those, right. those cravings, those urgings, those questions that I have. People don't, they may yeah. not. And so that maybe I assume that I'm, they're like me and that they have access to all this stuff and they don't because yeah. I, and, and I could just, you know, I, I just maybe for people listening, like, yeah, yeah, there's you get so it because the algorithm much. puts it in front of you. Yeah. yeah. It puts it in, and there's so much out there that you could really use and benefit from that. I am. And, and I am sorry that I'm not sharing it all the time with you. I assume maybe you don't want to be burdened with so much stuff, but, but yeah. if you're actually looking for more, like, please, there's, yeah, there's answers. Just there's let there. us know because there's just yeah. so much, you know, yeah. that we have access to that I could just say here, it's so much stuff. Go for it and have fun. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, one of one of the things too um, that that I, I read an article. Um, it was it was the Ansons guys. I don't know if you mm-hmm, listen to any of their things. It's a good but podcast. Yeah, they had he had an article that was kind of like this is our moment, you know, mm-hmm. and it was this like. Um, you know, this, this article, it was a very, very cool article. I, I encourage you to check it out. But um, it, it kind of brought up this interesting idea that this, for, for I'm 31, in my lifetime, this could be the best moment and hmm. opportunity for the gospel that I'll ever encounter. Up until this point, it, it, it might be, you know. Uh, at no other point in time has the world been affected by something so simultaneously and right. so dramatically. The whole you know what I mean? world, yeah. Yeah, like, like World War II was probably the last time that the world in- experienced something all together. Right. Right? Yeah, and it would have been even different because World War II was only fought in certain places yeah. and the rest of the places yeah. could still go outside, whereas like we're yeah. all, the whole world is yeah. experiencing the same thing at the same time, same lifestyle. And training. so... What is interesting about, like, we talked about some of the, the, the um, you know, the kind of beware moments of, of this, the COVID crisis kind of in the, in the representation of Jesus, but this could actually be a humongous opportunity for yeah. people. And one of the things that I was thinking through is the, the reason that the internet is so attractive to our culture, there's a piece of it that is we are more comfortable with that medium than we are in in a person-to-person interaction yeah and i was just thinking like man what an opportunity that we have 
now to like send a message to somebody or to like just post an encouraging word mm-hmm. to somebody in in their in their feed or in their in their inbox or whatever email whatever you whatever you need and just say like hey i've been thinking about i know you don't really know what i believe but i just want to let you know that i'm praying for you yeah. and there's like this anonymity that we love to post you know really negative things on twitter uh, and or whatever and, and we kind of hide behind our screen. But there's also this opportunity to that right. to where, man, if I'm terrified to actually like walk up to somebody at the supermarket and be like, you should, you should think about Jesus, you know, right. um, that I could actually have a meaningful interaction with somebody right now on the internet mm-hmm. that, that could sp- spur on further conversation. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's good for you to always, but man, if you're just dipping your toes in the water and this disciple making thing, what better time than now? Yeah. To just be like, hey, I've been praying for you and your family. Yeah. You know, and, and that might start the ball rolling in a lot of different ways. And especially for people who don't have the hope of heaven. Right. Like this could be uh, incredibly um, nerve wracking mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. who don't, you know, the, the ending is, is happy for every Christian, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like we, 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 yeah, we the get, hope, sir cuts in line to heaven and you know even if you get there poor you just get more crowns right that's what i'm hoping for that's what i keep telling my wife if we're, the poorer we are the more uh yeah. the more t- uh, treasure in heaven we've stored sure. up so uh, she doesn't i don't think she buys it so that's no okay. that's really good that's really good eric and i'm even sitting here thinking and like i'll even look at you and say it we're doing this stuff because you know we feel like we feel called to do it we feel responsible to do it but I'm also thinking when I'm doing this stuff, I'm literally thinking about friends and family that are on my social media who don't know Jesus. And, and I'll be honest, my hope is that, yeah. is that you come across this. And if you've listened up to this point, I'm impressed. Like if you're a not Christian person who follows Jesus or doesn't really know about that yet, and you've listened up, up until this point, like this is actually for you. I'm motivated to do this for yeah. you because I actually, I, I, this is a safe and comfortable way for you to like see, you know, really what this whole thing's about and hear about it in a safe environment and an anonymous environment. And my hope is that, that these kinds of things actually spur you on and encourage you and actually make you ask questions that you weren't thinking about before, or, or at least make a little bit more accessible to you. Um, because you know, most of the time, yeah. People are afraid because it's unknown, and it's not accessible because it's unknown, right? Like yeah. I, I wouldn't just show up and walk into a mosque, you know, on a Friday for prayers, right? I would yeah. never do that because I just don't know. I don't know if I'm what allowed to. to. Right. I don't yeah, know yeah. what to do. There's I don't know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a part of it. Am I even allowed to do that? You, you can tell me if I'm allowed. I don't know, but we're here saying like that. It's no different. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you, what we you do. may feel the same way <laughs> yeah. about me. You may feel the same way about showing up to the movie theater on, yeah. on Sunday morning in Milton. Yeah. And I'm here saying, like, you've gotten this, you've gotten this far. You're looking at me. I'm saying, like, you're allowed to. You're actually, you're wanted to. Like, yeah. actually, what we do Ask on your Sunday question. is set up for people who, who <laughs> yeah. aren't a part of it. It's not an insider. It's actually an outsider thing. And, like, yeah. you can feel that freedom and that safety to start that conversation, engage that conversation, or show up or be a part of, like, the community thing we're doing or whatever. Like, it's just, it's really me, the me you know. And, and this kind of stuff that we're talking about, faith, Jesus, church, community is, is for you. It's accessible yeah. to you, right? Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. So for people to have that same perspective of this unique opportunity, I think is healthy. Yeah. Maybe I it's think the whole too, thing. Though, people, sometimes people are turned off because, like, the church is pretty explicitly, like, we, we don't have ulterior motives. No. 
we have a very specific motive, which is I'm convinced that Jesus is the answer, and I'm trying to convince you that Jesus is the answer. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. you know, but that comes across as kind of strange to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's why, like, if if I'm a if I'm if I'm not the person you were describing, if I'm like a Christian, like sometimes that feels very like pushy almost. You yeah, know what does. I mean? But uh, I think the reality is is that we can be honest about um, you know what it is that we're doing here. And, and the reason that we can be honest is because we're convinced that it's true. Yeah. If it wasn't true, I wouldn't be trying to convince you that it was. Or yeah. if I didn't believe, right? You know what I mean? Or if you have, like, if you have a better idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, I actually, I'm, I'm open yeah. to it. I, yeah. I've explored we them. I considered want more them. of yeah, them. Yeah, right? There's nothing to hide here, right? It's not right. like, you know, sometimes yeah. people associate churches with, like, new religious movements or yeah. cults or other religions that are kind of closed. And, you, you know, even, like, yeah. social groups, like the Masons who, like, you don't really know anything you know, you can you can get in at level three, and then anything above, you don't know anything about yeah. it until you're there, kind of thing. Like, that's not at all with like, the church. That you, is not that. You at, can it's ask your question. It's sort of like here's here's yeah. the, here's the thing we're all reading. It's yeah. in your language. Here's all the tools to read it. Just go and read it and talk yeah. to us. You know what I mean? It's like totally open. Yeah, yeah. I think that's interesting, and I also think it's what's 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 great about at least my approach to the to Christian faith is that if it's true. It, it will be true, and it can withstand scrutiny, mm-hmm. you know? And I think sometimes we, we as uh, Christians can, can get kind of, um, there's so much to know, and that's very true. Like, you just mentioned a bunch of resources and, like, you know, philosophical. Like, there's a, a, a billion different uh, belief systems, philosophies, understandings, questions, you know, comments, all that kind of thing. Um, and, and that can seem intimidating, Yeah. right? The thing that's really comforting about Jesus and the scriptures is that I have been a Christian for a long, long, long time, you know, since I was seven, right? Mm-hmm. I've, I've lived in this world, but I've asked tough questions my whole life. I mm-hmm. still do. I still yeah. ask tough questions about my faith. And time and time again, it, the scripture shows me that it's true and it's reliable, yeah. you know? And I think that, that that's something that we can kind of cling to yeah so yeah yeah any other uh, last thoughts comments concerns cries of outrage i mean no but i well i'm based on i didn't we didn't, i didn't plan on this going where it went no, yeah. necessarily i don't free you know, form we had a conversation and, and, the, and it went somewhere where i didn't plan on it but honestly like i guess the last comments the last feelings the last thoughts are you know if you're on a disciple making journey and you're trying to figure yeah. that out and you need more resources you need more guidance you need more equipping Email, quick, email Andrew at RenewedChurch.ca, Eric at RenewedChurch.ca, anybody. Like, just ask, text, call, whatever. Uh, And if you're not, like, if you're not there, you've made it this far in this podcast, which would be shocking to me (laughs) if you aren't a follower of Jesus. But if you have, and you're sitting here listening, and you're like, okay, they're open to being asked really hard questions, and they want to talk about it, then... Like, don't stop. Don't wait. Just just send the message. Yeah. And, like, we're going to be as conversational and real and raw and honest here, yeah. non-intimidating, not forceful, just, like, straight up, this is where we've come and this yeah. is where we are at and yeah. this is why we think it. And what do you think kind of thing? Like, just ask it. Do it. Take this yeah. time to explore these really important things, these really big questions in life. It's worth it to do now as you're thinking about it as it's fresh rather than when you're distracted by the million other things that it takes to right. do life. So. And- and we know that right now you have nothing better to do than yeah. ask tough questions and think, consider philosophical truths. And you stuff never like that, have so. something better to do. 
But That's true. Even more so now. True. Yeah. You don't even have the coffee. We can't even go to the coffee shop. There's not even the we coffee shop. We can't even go to Starbucks. There's not it's, even like kids' sports excuses. There's not there's even no hockey school. games on. There's not even hockey. Like there's literally nothing to do but sit and go. Like, what's the meaning of life? What yeah. happens if I do die? And like, what's the ultimate truth and meaning and purpose to this? Or is it all just a meaningless, purposeless, random exercise? Yeah. I ask the questions now. Good stuff. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Andrew, for co-hosting with me thank yet again. You. Thank you, listeners, for commenting, subscribing, and uh, staying up to, to with all of the content we have. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are uh, a member and, and uh, a family member of Renew Church, uh, we'd invite you to, to check out our live streams on Sunday, yep. our weekday connection on Thursday, uh, and make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel for further content. Yeah. Um, be looking, too, if you are a young adult and you yes. like hearing us goof around. Yep. Uh, we're we're going to be releasing, and we have, by the time you've heard this, we've, we have released our first Young Man's Guide to Life. Yeah. And I want to clarify, that is not a guys-only podcast. Yes. We're that just is, two guys that We're do just it. young guys, yeah. and we, we're we guiding young people yeah. through life. Or old people, you know. Yeah. My grandma will probably get something out of it. I think so. She'd she, learn a lot about us. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not, not all. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you guys can check that out. Um, but we love you guys, and yeah. we're so thankful that you tuned in. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.